0: This is Tush, and I welcome you to Tushalicious Talk, an Oklahoma City podcast for titillating women, tantalizing conversation. And I thank you in advance for allowing me to be your one-stop-shop advocacy connection. Hey, 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 welcome again to Tushalicious Talk, where... I am the one and only me. My nickname is Tush, and my real name is Jackie Lynette, and I stream important community discussions on the podcast. I also stream them on the League of Women Voters of Oklahoma County Facebook page because I am the co-president there, and I can do that. So for today's (laughs) episode, I welcome one of our other board members, David Pilchman. He is the production manager at OKC Repertory Theater. And we are going to discuss The Brother's Size, which is a play by Terrell Alvin McCraney, written by Terrell Alvin McCraney. And uh, David, if you will tell us um what exactly you do as the production manager and uh exact also why you became a board member at the League of Women. Voters of Oklahoma County.
1: <laughs> uh well, the production manager, uh their piece of it is kind of like broad strokes. So we deal with, um, the incoming designers, uh, directors and people who are going to piece the show together. And then once they have their ideas kind of solidified on what the show's going to look like and what their needs are, then we go out to the community and grab all the other hands and people to kind of build it to, to what you see in the theater. Um, but yeah, I, I got involved with League of Women Voters because, um, I begged you to. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you really did. (laughs) Me and Jackie met, uh, I went to a, you were having a judges forum Mm -hmm. uh, and I had never heard of that before. And I was like, how amazing Instagram is helpful to like get you involved with your community. Mm -hmm. And um, I showed up with a friend and I feel like I was wearing some like super fun pants and maybe a tank top. And I wanted to talk to you more about like how you get involved with the league and you were... you want to be a board member? (laughs) (laughs) We got a slot open. And I was like, yeah, I've never been on a board before. That sounds exciting. But uh, getting more invested in Oklahoma's civic engagement is something new to me as well. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, born and raised in Oklahoma, so... The narrative is you don't need to be involved. You kind of can do your own thing and see how that works. And then through the several, you know, years of elections and then 2020 and the pandemic and seeing how our state doesn't really function very well when things kind of get jostled. Uh I wanted to get more involved. And I'm really
0: glad I ran into you that day. Yes, (laughs) I'm glad that you did too. Yeah. um, And I'm really, really happy that you you decided to join because community is, it seems like something that's extremely important to you. And so even in... Speaking about why I wanted to talk about this play is because we are doing, uh, we are focusing on criminal justice reform at the League of Women Voters Mm -hmm. for the entire state of Oklahoma. And um, for the county league, we focused specifically on discrimination within Oklahoma's um, criminal justice system. Mm -hmm. And so the play is called The Brother's Size In the description of it, it says that in the Louisiana Bayou, Big Brother Ogun size is hardworking and steady. Younger Brother Oshusi is just out of prison and aimless. Alegba, Oshusi's old prison mate, is a mysterious complication. Flights of poetry, music, dance, and West African mythology combine in a contemporary tale that explores the tenuousness of freedom and the need to belong somewhere to something, to someone. And I feel like that's just so prevalent to Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. And even when I think about incarceration rates, Louisiana and Oklahoma are right there on top of each other. Oh, yeah, neck and It's like neck. fighting <laughs> on one on top of the other. So I really hope that a lot of people go out and see this play to kind of see a different aspect of You know, and especially even when we're talking about the judges, that's funny because tonight we're going to another judge event together. Yep. <laughs> um, I would love for I would love for people on both sides to understand where people are coming from, have empathy for them. So um, that being said, if you'll tell us a little more about the play and how you feel like it connects to criminal justice reform. Um,
1: yeah, well, I found this play interesting because you're looking at it from a perspective, there's a lot of like, statistics out there about like, how incarceration really hurts the center family units. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of that, a lot of that information is really about parent to, to child. right? And this is an example of what it is sibling to sibling, mm-hmm. and kind of the struggles that you have, um, either being in or out of incarceration, and then how you deal with that dynamic once they get re-released, and the fears Uh, that come along with that. And I think in Oklahoma, uh, because our incarceration rate is so broad and affects so many families that it doesn't matter that necessarily this is about, uh, you know, a black family from Louisiana, but it's something that we can all really kind of identify with. Um, And, it's, it's just such a beautiful play. I don't think Oklahoma really gets to see this kind of theater a lot. We really enjoy our show tunes, our tap, our song and dance. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to telling stories like that come from a truthful, more vulnerable place, yeah. um, I think it's really uh, important that we get to kind of see the story play out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And especially I'm glad that you said it 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 hones in on the sibling mm-hmm. uh, relationship because And even not just the incarceration aspect, but also within justice, quote unquote justice, there's also the um, uh, child protective services Mm -hmm. and then they end up taking kids out as well. So I think that people, they only focus on the parent and how the parent is affected and how the parent-child relationship is affected. Mm -hmm. And no one ever really focuses on the broader spectrum of how just taking that one Person away, mm-hmm. whether it's by incarceration or by child protective services, it affects the whole family and not just the immediate family within the household, but cousins and uncles and okay. nieces and so forth and so on. So, um, they, but- they talk about. I've
1: been reading some material about what Terrell, the writer, had said about mm-hmm. the show, and and there was some talk of of disenfranchised grief. That is a term that goes along with. there's an action that happens that you then don't have an outlet to kind of respond to Mm -hmm. how you're feeling about it. And so in this show you see Ogun kind of deal with, you know, being blamed for his brother's incarceration by some family members. And then he struggles with like, could I have done more for my brother in that kind of world? And so, but in also doing that, he's trying to live his own American dream by owning his mechanic shop and things like this. So, he he doesn't have time to actually process the grief of mm-hmm. losing his brother to the system. And then now having him come back, there's a lot more emotion that he has to deal with. Yeah. Um, so, wow. Yeah. Right. Wow, that's a lie. <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This show is not, uh, it's not a, you know, necessarily a happy ending kind of story. It really just is the constant struggle uh, when they talk about these names that are, you know, Ogun, Asusi, uh, Alegba, these are all deities from a West African culture. Okay. That's right. And so the playwright talks about how you have this period piece kind of in essence with these names and the and the setting that we're putting them in and like the visuals of the poetry. But it's a very contemporary story mm-hmm. that still from then to now continues about loss and, and love and how you deal with the challenges of um
0: of that losing yourself someone. just losing them yes. in general and
1: like how do you uh pick yourself up and then how do you still you know support them and and not uh yeah it's it's just it move forward yeah it's a realistic story yeah exactly and the thought that this is something that like through generations and centuries this is something that these people have, you know have dealt with is just
0: it's very it's a very powerful play mm-hmm I can't wait to see it. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot wait to see you it. You tell your friends. Yes. You know, I'm going to pay for a couple of my friends to come with me. Um, <laughs> so there was um, a, another guy. I didn't write his name down. Um, like a tune. Did you say it was? Yeah, Atu. Yes. Tell me more
1: about him. So Atu uh, Blankson-Wood, uh, he is the director of this show. We're bringing him in from New York. Mm-hmm. Um, it is is is. It is his directorial debut in a regional setting in a in a, a professional theater company. Um, he is usually an actor. You might have seen him in Slave Play, uh, which was on Broadway, and he was nominated for a Tony in 2021. Oh, yes. Very, very fancy, this man. And he's actually having to leave us during our second or so preview of the show um, to start rehearsals for Hamlet for Shakespeare in the Park in New York City. Um, and uh, we're really excited to have him. He is connected with Kelly Kerwin, who is the artistic director for the company here in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. They worked uh, together at Yale School of Drama, I believe. They did some stuff together. So mm-hmm. it's fun to see them come back. Uh, and hearing some of his direction about, like, the ritualisticness of um, of some of their movements and how we're going to introduce these characters into the play is very, like, West African culture. And then bringing you right back into the mechanic shop. Mm-hmm. Um I, I'm trying not to give too many spoilers of like how it looks and what it looks like because it's so beautiful. I'm going to see it regardless. <laughs> yeah, you need to see it. But uh, we're really excited to bring in people who have um, a connection to the story, a connection to um, of that kind of lifestyle, uh, and we're also bringing in like uh, a woman named Shalia who is doing their costumes, and the costumes are beautiful with some hints of the West African culture. Uh, our our lighting designers coming in from New York, our sound designers coming in from. Chicago and what's great is when we bring all these people in to do these kind of shows mm-hmm. is that the local community who get to kind of work as the run crew or right. the wardrobe crew and all these people help build the show together we get that exposure of
0: other cities and what we can do here and and how we can just connect a little bit broader. Right, right. So tell me what is the difference between OKC Rep and um the Oklahoma Contemporary Art Center? Like what is the relationship like between them? Yeah. So the Contemporary Arts Center is um,
1: has been around for about 20 years and they've been stationed out at the fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a big move on in 2020 for their new facility that's on Broadway and 11th Street. And there it's a combination of all the art forms is kind of how they try to sponsor themselves. So it's you've got the dirty arts, which is uh, screen printing and clay molding and all these other things. And then you have drawing classes and exhibition spaces that you can see for new artwork that's being shown. Uh, but they have a theater space on the third floor of this big building, Mm -hmm. um, that they do performance art, dance, some orchestral work. And then we have a partnership with them as OKC rep to host our entire season there, um, so this year was our first grand season opener. Last year, we did kind of like what we called a reboot season where we had a couple of presentations come in. But this year we did um, three productions that we were self-producing and two productions that were coming in from uh, New York to have like their second iteration here in Oklahoma City. So you're seeing a lot of work that is not been seen before by the masses. It hasn't hit Broadway. It's like their first iteration of getting things off their feet mm-hmm. um, with hopes that they, we can push these shows to other regional theaters and right. to possibly get them onto Broadway. And uh, But our relationship there is they are the vessel and our partner to let us come in and kind of play with, and the
0: contemporariness of it all is that these shows are all very new. Right, right. That's, that's, that's very interesting. Um, I, what I was thinking is how it's important um, how the arts can deter one, Mm -hmm. deter the youth from going down a path that might lead them to incarceration. So, and how important it is. Like, um, do you guys talk about that on a regular? Like, because it seems like, um, if anyone doesn't know, the way that the tickets work there is there's not necessarily a set price for a ticket. You kind of pay what you can pay to get in. And they do that, so that everyone has access to the play mm-hmm. and so on the uh management side of that um I'm wondering do you there had to be a specific reason that you made it like that, and was that part of the reason yeah we uh,
1: historically, theater and art can be really. Um, inaccessible Uh, whether it's like uh, something cultural where you feel like you don't fit in or you don't belong or it's not for you it's for different kind of people or just straight how much things cost we see it everywhere where tickets are just exploding for your basic concerts and for things out the door so uh, Kelly Carwin uh, really wanted to make a point. To the, if if you had $5, you should see a show. Uh, and, and so the pay what you can model is we give suggested prices of, you know, a regular ticket is $40, mm-hmm. a visionary ticket is $60, and a discounted ticket is $20. But if $20 still is not within your budget to go see some show, then you can pay as little as like seven fifty yeah. with the, the fees and the taxes that come along with the right. contemporaries uh, side of the marketing. But, uh, we really wanted to be able to go to as many people as possible. And we don't want the, the reason not to go to be because you couldn't afford it. And, right. and th- we also do a lot of community engagement nights, um, for some of our shows. So if it's like, uh, one of our shows we did this year was the great leap and the great leap was based uh, with America and China's relation, uh, through the eyes of a basketball game. And so we really wanted to get the, the Asian district and the, and the Asian American community. We have a large Vietnamese population here, uh, in Oklahoma city. And we wanted them to feel like this is for everyone. And and we provided a free night for as many of their people, um, from the, uh, Asian commerce, um, can't think of what their name is either way we try to do our best to get people into the room who either i mean i can't tell you how many times people are saying i've never been to a play before and we're so glad we came to see this show or you know i've never seen a play at all i've only seen musicals at the civic center so this is a great refresh and and it's telling stories that
0: that Mm -hmm. usually in oklahoma we don't talk about so it's pretty fun so cool tell kelly i said thank you for thinking about five dollars oh yes of course (laughs) so if someone wanted to get involved either if they wanted to audition to be in the play or they wanted to be on the production side of it what would they need to do uh, you can go
1: to our website at OKCREP.org. And I believe that there's a section that's like contact us or get involved. And then there's places where you can volunteer to be an usher. And that's a, a, another good way to see a free show. If you wanted to do that, volunteer to be an usher for the evening. Um, and then we usually post if you're like a technician in the area, it will go to my email and we'll try to set up a call to see mm-hmm. what your experience is like. If you want to perform in the shows, we push out auditions. Um which I think we're trying to set some May dates for like grand auditions for the city. So just be on the lookout. And we're very, very active on Instagram and social media. So if you follow us
0: there, you know, things pop up all the time where you can get involved. Yes, I'm so grateful that you guys are providing an outlet and an opportunity for people. Um, So I did want to say that as we wrap things up, uh, the city council... No, not city council, city clerk, mm-hmm. county, county clerk, clerk, key elections. Happy oh early voting God. day today. Yeah. <laughs> there are some city council things and some uh, school oh, yes. board elections going on. But today is early voting. Um, I don't know when this actual uh, podcast will be available on <laughs> Spotify, but for those that are on Facebook, yeah. Um, yeah, early voting is today, tomorrow, and then, of course, the regular voting is on the 4th. And so as you're thinking about those people that um, there's still some mayoral in there and a couple of city council seats around the the metro area, yeah, like five for sure. and yeah, mm-hmm. think about um, community events like this, because um, the, the relationship between the city council person approving what we can do within the city or not approving what we can do in the city. Who's the best fit for helping our youth in, in Oklahoma because our incarceration rates are so high. So hopefully we don't have to keep, coming and talking about opportunity (laughs) this opportunity that and again i just i thank you i thank everyone at okc rep for that opportunity if you have not seen the oklahoma contemporary art center go to the building it is a beautiful beautiful new building they're free
1: too they you can walk in there with no plans or no money and you can walk around and see all the art for free um very little is ticketed like when they do partnerships with us but Mm -hmm. like all of their big main exhibition spaces are free. Um, it's really wonderful. They're open six days a week. What so. times? I think they're open from 11 to 5 most days. And then on the weekends, they're a little bit uh, more extended. Or mm-hmm. th- And Thursdays. They do late night Thursdays. I don't know how, like, sexy it gets, but <laughs> it could be fun. <laughs> so what's their website? Do you know that? I believe you can type in OklahomaContemporary.org. You can put in OKContempt.com. Uh, you can just Google them. Uh
0: But yeah. Okay. And then to get tickets for this play, this uh, play, again, it's called The Brother's Size and it is by Terrell Alvin McCraney. It is from April the 27th through May the 7th. So it's a little bit before it starts, but go purchase your tickets at... At OKCREV.org. Yep. (laughs) Have a good day, y'all. And make sure y'all go vote on Tuesday. Yeah. Tushalicious Talk is part of the Breaking Ice, Building Bridges community podcast platform brought to you by Possibilities, Inc.